God damn it. There's a barbecue place down there on way south on um, Meridian. It's yeah. yellow. Anyway, and they, they, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. they have yellow all over the outside of the building. That's how I remember. But they do sweet tea. They'll give it to you in like a giant, like a jug. one gallon yeah. jug. Oh, it's the best. I get the, I get yes. the half gallon. I get a half gallon. They have really Meridian good barbecue you the yellow in Harbor in the Ooh, corner. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Have you been there? Barbecue no, that's you where uh, Brogan's oh. from is actually yeah, Gig Harbor. Yeah, Gig Harbor Purdy. It's right in the pocket there by Ace Hardware. Oh, and nice. It, and man, it's like you go by there and the smell of barbecue and you go, I wasn't yes. hungry. Now I'm hungry. You know, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's really good. There. I don't want to say nothing bad about the other guys, but the, the meat falls off the bone. I mean, you just tap it. And it's, like, oh, it's really good. I wish I could make the meat fall off the bone. <laughs> Incorporated in 
And so I knew that that was where I needed to be. So it just kind of confirmed in my spirit that this is what he was telling me he wanted me to do. And me being a a homeless runaway when I was 13, going through the briars and and people's backyards, hanging out in boats and forts and and stealing to keep fed. um, I have this, this compassion that most people don't understand because you have to be there. And, um, wow. That's, I mean, that's kind of an interesting point on that end, just since 13, because, um, did you grow up in the Pacific Northwest or where was this yeah, at? Portland, Oregon. Okay. Okay. So in the Oregon, the Pacific Northwest area, it's one of those where I was, I was fortunate enough because I had an interesting home life, but I had someone to fall back on with my grandparents. And if I, if I hadn't had that, um, I don't know where I would have been. Right. And I think a lot of people don't really necessarily understand that perspective is that there's a lot of people out there, especially right now, who don't who don't have any sort of support system. Right. And what are you going to do at that point? And sometimes, however, which way the reasons why you have to leave home at that age, uh, it's somewhere it's something that sometimes you can never really recover from. Yeah, great. That's great. Um, you know, my home life was abuse. Mm-hmm. I was in an orphanage by the time I was nine. Wow, okay. Um, the next thing I know, I was in a foster home that was getting all kind of mental abuse. And then it was into the next foster home, into the next one. And then eventually I ended up in the, they just gave up on me. And they put me in a boy's home. And, you know, so growing up without love, and that's the whole key that we bring to the streets is just just unadulterated love. We love you like he loves you. And... There is no judgment. So it's hope without judgment, you know, because somebody gave me some hope. And yeah, we just wait. Everybody's looking for a break. And sometimes we don't get that. It's one of the the the, the biggest things, I think, right now. And uh, before we were talking, I was mentioning it. But it was uh, before we started recording, I mentioned it um, that right now, um, uh, especially due to the pandemic, but not uh, not just because of it. Um, but it is highlighting, especially right now, because there's mayoral, mayoral races in Tacoma and Seattle, right. that they are bringing the the housing crisis and the homelessness uh, to the forefront. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't necessarily seem like a lot is happening, right. at least when you're looking at it and you're seeing the news reports or you're seeing um, people camping out on your streets and you don't really know what's going on. And when you get just like the doom and gloom of the news you don't know what is happening. And so you've right. done part of that and are trying to at least take it to the streets and kind of show people compassion as you're going about with that. Uh, what are some of the things that you're doing? Cause you did mention backpacks. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, we, uh, we see so much out there and, and, and it's not just the homes. It's not just the little homes. It's the, it's the, it's the, the, you know, the help that these guys get, the resources that they need. There's mental health, there's mm-hmm. there's developmental disabilities, there's physical disabilities, there's emotional disabilities, there's trauma that's lasted lifetimes. I know an 80-year-old lady that I saw yesterday um, that I've known for probably going on about three months now, and she's still struggling with the trauma that she faced when she was a child, and she's she's been on the streets for 40 years. Wow. Jeez. So it's it's beyond just the the shelter. They need the resources for mental health. Um, health dental is one of the biggest problems yeah. out there. As you see these people face to face, you shake their hand, you say, "Hey, I'm you know I love you." You hug them, and their teeth uh, they can't even eat an apple. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you do? So all we have is is compassion, love, and prayer. 
And hopefully somewhere down the line, they see that somebody cared about them. And that actually spills over. And I'd like Sarah to speak on this because she works with one of the ladies that we helped some time ago. Okay. Yes, Sarah. So um, I work with a young woman and she just got on Facebook to express her gratitude towards Rodney and Sidewalk Rescue in regards to the help we provided her when she was out on the streets. And um, she was, you know, was cold, was, you know, alone. And being a woman out on the streets is it's definitely Dangerous brutal. at the best, uh, in the best yes. sort of aspects. And so, um, you know, I have been working with her for some time and had no realization that she had lived homeless for a long time and that our the organization that I just happened to be so involved with had made such a profound effect on her life and that she was able to get herself a job and able to get herself to a place where she's now, you know, has a home, has, you know, is married and has ability to take care of herself. But there was a time when she didn't. And, you know, the smallest little act that we give to these people, the smallest, tiniest little bit of hope, Mm -hmm. the recognition that they receive from, you know, that they are still alive, that they're still human beings, that they haven't stopped being human just because they're homeless. And I mean, a lot of the times, even when you look at something like, um, you'll see posts on social media about the problem that it is. And they, you'll see the people who are camping out on, on so much like on uh, Yakima Avenue or, and that was the big one because that was the most visible aspect of it. But it's not like it's a, the only one. Um, but people are, they're afraid. And, um, just because it's the unknown, it's the dangers of wonder what's going on. And I, it's, it's, it's dehumanizing in a big, big way that is, is very unfortunate because there are certain people out there who definitely do not want to be a part of a system, and that's why they are there. But on that aspect, too, there are people who are just, again, not feeling that compassion or they've hit the hard times and they've never been able to recover. Maybe they're hoping to be able to get that leg up and getting some of that help. And there's a lot of the times where you can't quite – you can't quite get through the system itself. And so having something, what you're doing and people can check it out at sidewalkrescue.com, um, is that you can see, um, what's going on and you can help out in ways that aren't necessarily telling someone, Hey, just go to a shelter because there's, there's, there's so many hoops to jump through Mm -hmm. with those because they're inundated with people and they've got that red tape. Right. Well, the thing that that drives me crazy, I took a, a homeless couple, that had two two toddlers, mm-hmm. and all they had was a baby stroller. And they were taking a bus one night. I met them at church. Um, the next day, I gave them a big old box of food. We'd make food bags, and so I brought them a big old bag of food. And um, they were carrying that around for about a day and a half. And then they called me up and said, hey, they just kicked me out. And I'm like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So it's like 9 o'clock at night, house call time. I actually do house calls. And it... So I met up with them. We took them to Fife, got them at motel, told them to come down to the Salvation Army. I shouldn't even mention the name. But the the problem with the, the crisis is the system is so overloaded. Yes. That it's 90 days best. What are you going to do right. in the cold and the winter and the rain in Tacoma, Washington? Yeah. Waiting for a room. Mm-hmm. And that's if you're lucky. And so... 
all we do is we just offer just sometimes just an embrace, just an embrace. Sometimes it's just a hug just to make that one moment that could mean the difference in somebody's life because they'll go back to that time when they saw you and they say, I remember you from six years ago. And this, all this stuff that happens almost weekly for us that we run into somebody. And if it wasn't for us being there, sometimes you actually see a miracle happen Mm -hmm. just because you showed up. And Nancy, Nancy was with me when this guy found his cell phone. If it wasn't for us to show up, it wouldn't have set things in motion for him to find his phone not more than four minutes into our visit. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? How did that work out? Miracles just happen. <laughs> Miracles happen all the time. And when you're with Rodney in his presence, you just see the way people react and respond to him. He comes in with such love and such caring, and people do remember him from six years ago. Now, how did how, now? We'll start with you, Nancy. Now, how did you how did you meet up with Rodney? It was I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, no, I take that back. I I knew somebody that worked with him, and mm-hmm. I had just mentioned I would love to be able to help. In Mm -hmm. any way I can. I've never been homeless. I've been very blessed and I've never been hungry and I've never had to struggle, struggle. Yeah. And I would love to give back somehow. And I didn't know how to do it. So she immediately got on the phone and got Rodney on and said, here, talk to him. That's amazing. And I've been with him ever since. And it's, it's one of those, uh, it's fun not fun, but it's like it's 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 in, inspiring and it's neat to be able to have someone like that just kind of on a ground level. Um, I know personally that I have worked with Safe Streets because they've been a help in terms of I lived in the neighborhood that once they just moved out of the tiny home community that was up off of McKinley and 60th and 64th, right. I think. And um, just there was a huge stigma when that came in. And it was like, oh, this is going to be overrun with crime, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to deal with all this stuff. And they had meetings uh, <laughs> over Zoom to kind of dissuade those fears. Right. But even afterwards, um, just being on the Facebook pages that for my neighborhood, and it would be like, so-and-so is doing this thing, and then they're from the, the tiny home community. And I was like, first off, they are absolutely not. Second off, they're allowed to be at the park, so don't worry about it. And... Um, <laughs> But it was just trying to like show them and even just getting um like TPD involved and saying, here are the crime reports from the other places. Yeah. They're not causing issues. Thank you. And it's not to say that there are – I mean – and. It, Everywhere is going to be different and there's everybody is going to be different. And that's no different from any of the people experiencing homelessness. They're going to be separate people that do different things. I, and I'm just trying to hope at this point in time that I can, you know, in my own way in the neighborhood is just say, Hey, push. It's like, take everybody as they are, Mm -hmm. as you see them and just try to look for the best in everybody. And it's not easy. Especially, like I said, with like fear and everything going on right now, Mm -hmm. like, but just show that there's a lot of people who are are trying to get up out of it. And there's a lot of people that are dealing with the the mental, um, just like you were even saying, like years and years of stuff that has nothing to do with even them now as a person, but it will always stick with them. 
So you got to just take these people and it's like, I'm not even saying these people. It's like they're people. They're yeah. just, they are people yeah. and try to take away from the fact that they don't have a home right now. Right. And they're maybe trying to figure some stuff out, but it's, I wish, I wish I could say that there was an answer. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like anybody really necessarily has one. Right. So you're just band-aiding everything. Right. Well, I think that's awesome because, and, and thanks for bringing it up because, um, you know, there's, I keep telling people there's more crime, there's more drugs, there's more alcoholism, there's more perversion, there's more whatever mm -hmm. behind closed doors than there is on the streets. It's just that they're an easy target. And, God knows what it would be like for us if we were in that survival mode yeah, just to survive. And like I said, when I was 13, almost 14 and growing up through my teen years, walking the streets, that crime, believe it or not, I don't condone it, but it's what helped keep me alive at the time. Um, I've told this story on Facebook. Um, we almost did an invasion home robbery when I was 18. And I was getting ready to be aged out of the foster care system. And this is a real situation that they're actually talking about in the news nowadays. Mm -hmm. And um, we ended up robbing a 7-Eleven. And if it hadn't been for the military, I would be in prison or dead today. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so and then I met my wife and we just we just celebrated our 39th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. And, Congratulations. Oh, my goodness. And so but if it wasn't for her sticking with me. And she just knows my love. That's why she stuck with me. I said, I said, no, I said, I said, honey, why did you, why did you do this? And she says, because I knew, I knew your heart. Mm -hmm. And so my heart has never changed. And there's people out there on the street now that have hearts. And sometimes it just brings a hug, a handshake, a little bit of dignity and respect mm -hmm. from somebody else to bring that out. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of what we do. And Harrison has seen this. Many times, and Harrison has taped taped us and and photography, you know, did his photography video. So yeah, yeah I like Harrison. Yeah, Harrison, uh, talk a little bit about. Sure, it. Um, I just would like to explain to the audience just the mechanics of what Sidewalk Rescue. Yeah, and yeah, Rodney's good. Yeah, so Rodney's got a pickup truck, and on Fridays he he has volunteers come over and they load up individual bags with really good stuff. I mean, there's beef jerky in there, things nice. that people on the homeless. Bottled water, cup of soup, fresh pair of clean socks. Um, once a month, they go to Costco and Costco to buy a case of so crew socks. Wow, yeah. And uh, the uh, gentleman that, that owns a, a beef jerky here in town donates between three and $6,000 worth of beef jerky every month. Wow. And so when those bags are handed out, they got really good stuff in them. I mean, good stuff. And, and stuff that sticks around, too. Like the jerky, they that's can an carry. amazing... They yeah, can they carry. can carry it, and mm -hmm. it doesn't... You don't have to worry about it going bad. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd like to tell a story on Rodney, just to tell you what uh -oh, kind of characters... here it comes. Scott, let's hear this. <laughs> no, no, this... I mean, I, no, I'm, I'm really going to try to tell this story without crying. It's It just... So... Uh, my background is uh, I grew up rich. My mm -hmm. folks were rich. My dad was a doctor. By the way, he was a caring doctor. He made rounds and 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 that kind of thing. So he was a you know. But but we were rich, and so uh, going out with Rodney was kind of a real culture shock, right? Yeah. So I'll tell you this one story that just wowed me. We we pulled into this parking lot. We were downtown Tacoma. 
across the street was a car wash. I think it was near Portland Avenue. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking there about. There were yeah. a pink elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, back, yeah. back when it was still the pink yeah. elephant. And oh, uh, so anyway, so there were like six or seven homeless people mm-hmm. uh, just leaning up against the wall on the car wash. And Rodney goes to the back of the truck, grabs six bags. Talk about determination. It's like nothing was stopping him, you know. And uh, and so you just kind of stand there going like, whoa, you know, okay. And so he's walking across the street with six bags of food. And it's like watching the Pied Piper. These guys follow him anywhere. And he's saying that because he, he talks their language. Mm-hmm. They, you know, he's home. He's been homeless. He knows what. And so they're, and, and they're, they're listening to him and he's giving them love and he's giving them food and practical things they could use. And I, I'm just kind of in awe. This is my first time, right? Whoa. And uh, so they're, they're in the same parking lot we were in on our, our side of the street. There was a man in the truck. I hadn't noticed him before. He rolls down his window and goes, hey, who is that guy and what's he doing? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that's fun. So I started laughing. I said, that guy's crazy. That name, his Rodney. And, uh, and he goes, what's he doing? And I said, well, he's going to go over there and help those people. He's going to minister to them love, and he's going to give them practical stuff. And, and when Rodney came back, the, uh, the guy in the truck yelled at him and said, come over here. So he comes over and his son, he was looking for his son. His son was oh. on drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And he was looking for his son and he asked Rodney to pray with him. And, and, and he just, listen, let me tell you something about Sidewalk Rescue. This, it, this is an organization. I've never seen anything like it. He, Sidewalk Rescue doesn't lack for anything. If, if they need food, it just pours in. If, if they need finances, it, it comes to them. It, it's, uh, you know, because he's helping the poor. He doesn't take a salary. There's nobody on salary. And and uh, and it's like, I'm going to say him upstairs is the one that just makes sure that Sidewalk Rescue has everything they need. Mm-hmm. And so this guy just said, pray for me, right? And so he's praying for this gentleman and his son. And a couple of weeks later, they found the son. Wow. Awesome. But, but the son didn't want to come back because he was still hooked on drugs. So mm-hmm. just as kind of a side commentary you know, drugs aren't harmless. It, the pain it caused the father, it just, it breaks your heart you know, just to see that. It's, and it's, it's the whole, it's the whole aspect of addiction as well. And that, yeah, like, that yeah. is the one thing yeah. that will really, um, it'll, 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 it'll turn a person into something or not, whatever, right. whatever that addiction yeah, really yeah, is absolutely. at that point. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. Absolutely. You know, that, that's, be- that's perfect because, um, I've been addicted to something all my life. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people I have this addictive personality. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets that yeah. because not everybody has whatever causes it. It just is whether it's mom and daddy were drug addicts or mommy and daddy were alcoholics or they're abusive. You take that and they call that generational sin, right? That gets passed on to the child. And so my life was heave ho. And so I took my addiction to every corner of the world. I was actually going to bring my, my testimony and to show you guys, but, um, I've, I've done just about everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, st- I still struggle. We all yeah. do because we're human. We're, we're doing this thing called life. Right. And if we can't learn to understand that we're all doing life, I, I just drove by a lady here the other day. I was telling these guys this morning, she's crossing the street and she's like, okay. And then she hit the hill. And I could see her just grimace as she had to face this hill. Yeah. And sometimes that's the way life is. Even for all of us, we oh, sometimes we that hit that like hill. That <laughs> no, we, yeah. we, yeah. we're crossing the street and then all of a sudden, 
bam, you yep. get that hill. Mm-hmm. And then this lady comes racing by in her car and she's just like going down easy street, mm-hmm. you know? And so we're sitting back struggling and here just, we see people going through easy street and we think that they're not struggling, but she's probably going to go home and she might, you don't know what's going on there. And right. I, I think that's a really good aspect too, because I mean, even with the advent of social media, uh, with 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 it, you know, you get to see everybody's quote unquote best side, right. or you just see whatever they're complaining about, which generally isn't going to be about the thing that they're really is really affecting them. And when it comes down to it, you don't know that person's struggle right. whatsoever. Right. And just because one is very apparent doesn't mean that another right. person isn't dealing with that. And especially these last uh, how many. Years has it been for uh, this uh, this whole thing going on? Oh, that that ended. Oh, oh That's yeah, over. oh That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, we. I forgot. We. I forgot. We. We beat. We beat twenty twenty, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we have now just uh, yeah. decided to collectively move on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's like you just don't really know what is going on. Yeah. The one, I mean, uh, silver lining. I think it really comes down to all this. Really, is the just the aspect of. Um, bringing a lot of this to the forefront. Yep. Um, it's been a real growing pains in terms of the last couple of years. But when you look at stuff like even just the advocacy of mental health has right. been really big in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for someone experiencing homelessness, it's not easy because a lot of the times it's not like they can go and seek professional help because the funding isn't there for them to out for outreach and they can't just right. go to an office yeah. and go and do it. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You think this is, this is so awesome is because like I say, the military was my out was mm-hmm. my br- big break. Um, I was a designer, a jewelry designer for probably almost 20 years and really? uh, down here in Tacoma. And um, I came down with mental health. And if it had not been for the VA services, the military, mm-hmm. um, I would be on the streets or dead again. And so wow, yeah. my income, I, I survive off of disability. I have a mental health diagnosis. And it doesn't make me crazy. It doesn't make me stupid. It doesn't make me a moron. Nope. In fact, what that does is it makes me just a little bit stronger because I have to try harder every day. When I get up, knowing that I have to face those crazy mm-hmm. demons that get stirred up by social media, because oh, I'm, yeah. you know, so there's there's people on we're we're all struggling with mental illness too because we're all mental, right, right, and yes. so yes, and so when we see we see Johnny with with his new son and mommy there and she's smiling, and you and they get like a million likes, and then Timmy down the road is like, man, I. I'm getting beat by my dad. My mom's an alcoholic and they're making fun of me at school. And this is all playing out in the media right before our eyes every Mm -hmm. day. And so it just comes down to compassion. And if, and so that's what I'm hoping this does is just opens up people's hearts and minds that the people that we're serving the homeless in this case, that we can see them beyond their circumstance and see the humanity behind them. Because most of us would be just as bad, if not worse, mm-hmm. trying to struggle. Because you can imagine what that lady is like, the struggle that she's going to be facing. And she's in the store. She's complaining that the line's too long. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine what <laughs> she'd be like on the streets. Right. And it's like, even I mentioned it was like when somebody's complaining about something, most of the time, that is not the heart of the issue. Right. And so... Like like myself, I'm not a mental health professional, but you you you're not. No, I'm not. No, I am not. Shocking. I know. I try very very hard. I tell people what their problems are, and then they just don't listen to me. I don't know what the heck's going on. But they um. But when you get down to it, it's just again 
the the core of it is having a little bit of compassion. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that like as a person, you can get overwhelmed in terms of having like you see all of this all around. It's like, well, what can I do? And sometimes it's just like for me, it was being able, and I can only just talk about myself, but it was, I saw the tiny home community and I saw something that I could help out with. And it turned out to be the biggest benefit for me on that was our buy nothing group. Mm-hmm. Um, for, we have a one for our Facebook neighborhood. Uh, and it was just a buy nothing where it's just like, Oh, someone's, you know, does anybody want this or yeah. does anybody have these things? And somebody had popped up and it was like, um, I don't know what to do, but I have my husband uh, gets um a huge amount of packs of socks and just hygiene supplies. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out what to do with it. It's like, hey, I'll pick it up and I'll just contact Safe Streets and mm-hmm. my you know my yeah. Safe Streets contact picked him up and he sent it to them or he distributed them as they wanted to. So there's different ways to do that. Yeah, and I mean even with what you're talking about, the guys hooking you up with like jerky and stuff like that and being able mm-hmm. to do that, it seems like you would have a a, a chance to be able to have people even contact you. Right. To Help with I, that. I, I would like to give that jerky guy a little plug, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Mostly the jerky guy? Mostly because yeah. I'm a huge jerky fan. You know, <laughs> and gonna, it sounds like he's doing good I'm work. I'm going to throw so. it out there. Inner Bitson. Okay. Um, okay. They yeah. Do, they have a trucking company, and they they I'm, I want to bless them because I keep trying to meet the guy and say, hey, yeah. no, because they've given me they give me so much that That's sometimes awesome. it's, it's so much more than I can even deal with. So what I do is I go out and I give it to other organizations that are helping the homeless. Nice. Yeah. And so. And so what's really cool about it is, is Sidewalk Rescue used to have to receive from other people like the, the, the Rescue Mission, Salvation Army, other organizations. Now we're giving back to them. That's that amazing. So blessed. That's awesome. And so. In six years. And, and, awesome. and the, yeah, and this is yeah, six years. I'm like, I didn't even, I started out with a little booklet, <laughs> right? And, and then water. And then, you know, um, one of the things that, that's really cool about what can you do? Mm-hmm. Is sometimes just just to just to throw up a prayer, just to say, you know, wow, man, because it's sad to see some of the, the struggles and the indignity of homelessness yeah. is, is is nailed just right in the core of humanity. Um, and so what we do is we just love them. I thought I felt an earthquake. That might have been me. My gut's kind of bubbly, but. There are also just earthquakes, and maybe you didn't realize that there's hundreds of tiny earthquakes that can happen, and you don't even feel it. Wow. I think you need to be prepared, Jeff. Do you have a- Yeah, how can I get prepared for this? Well, glad you asked, because it's The Shakeout 2021 on October 21st at 1021 on 1021. See how they did that? I like that. We're just getting prepared for when an earthquake does occur because you don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, it freaks me out. You know how I feel about this. <laughs> you need to participate with this and you can go to www.shakeout.org Washington and you can see the information there. You can sign up and you can even see what the drill itself is, which is drop, cover, and hold on. And this is to practice how to protect yourselves during an earthquake. So that's how you can get prepared for all of this by going to that site, www.shakeout.org slash Washington. If you're in tune with the uh, social media and want to have some fun with that as well, you can do the hashtag shakeout so you can share photos. Usually, you know, you want to do it under your desk. Do those under the desk selfies. You could probably do that, right? Under the desk selfies. Uh, Yeah, I don't think they're called that. (laughs) <laughs> hashtag well. under the desk selfie. <laughs> no, use the hashtag shake. <laughs> uh, 
if that's not a thing, we need to start that. You can find all of the information and register for the drill at shakeout.org slash Washington. The other practical things we were talking about, the mechanics of yeah, sidewalk yeah. rescue. They, they have bus passes or they hand out bus passes. Oh, so excellent. if wow. a homeless, because they can't, it's, they don't have transportation. Mm-hmm. Right. So a bus pass for a day isn't that much. He's going to show you one there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so okay. We, okay. that bus pass will just bless that person so they're able to get to an appointment, get to a job interview. So uh, they do that. And then we've also been coming up with different ways to do practical things. Like some people need sleeping bags. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the best, but we give them a sleep, sleep give them a sleeping bag. So, um, yeah. the, the, you uh, talked about the backpacks earlier, yeah, just being yeah. able to get those. Yeah. And I mean, it's like practical, stuff. practical yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing is, is Sarah and I went out there. Um, we adopted a family. They, they got a hold of us and they said, Hey, I need some bus passes. I said, okay. So I made a house call and I asked Sarah to go with me. And so, um, this is on a Friday after a Friday afternoon. And uh, so we got down there, and I have this thing I call a hope bag. And I carry food in it, socks in it, tampons for the ladies. There's a story behind that, too. Yeah, makes sense. Anyway, um, so now we've got – and somebody asked me for gloves, so now we have like 120 pairs of gloves. Wow. Um, but um, so I said, wow. And so they called me back, and I said – and I came out there again. It was just me, and I was looking down at, at uh, Chantel's feet, and she has nothing but flip-flops. And her feet are just blackened by the dirt. Yeah. And I'm like, bam, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Back in 1973 at Christmas time. Oh, gosh. Barefooted in Portland, Oregon. And, you know, we were waiting on buses just to warm my feet up. And so there's like three or four of us home, homeless runaway guys waiting for a bus just so Rodney could heat his feet up because I bought a pair of stupid ski boots because I thought they looked cool. <laughs> and they gave my fist feet blisters oh, until, I, no. until I could no longer wear them. I had to throw them away and I threw my socks away because they were bloody. And so, I, and so I saw her feet and I was like, oh my God. I said, I'm taking you to the store. I said, hook me up tomorrow when you guys get off. So we bought Tim and, and Chantel new shoes, took them and we spent probably about x amount of dollars but the incredible thing about this was is they thought this was an occasion to dress up they looked like they were going to a wedding somehow in this hole in the wall in the middle of the bushes she's got a dress wow and he's got a suit he's got a leather jacket better than mine not really (laughs) but um he's he's got a tie on and when he first came into the, the encampment she was only there and then i turned around he looked so good. I thought he was a pastor <laughs> to help them. <laughs> and so we went out all day with these guys. We, we adopt. I do this every now and then when I can because we we do function off the donations of people. Sidewalkrescue.com. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink, hint, hint. Perfect timing on that one. <laughs> no, wink, wink, hint, hint. You know, but yeah. we, I don't take a salary. Um, I am not rich. I struggle just like everybody else financially. But like Harrison says, I... When I started this, it started out with just nothing but a prayer, really. And a bottle of water. And and a (laughs) bottle of water. And then, you know, the tampon story is, to me, is the most fantastic one of them all. I'm down here on South Tacoma Way and Pacific Avenue under the underpass. Mm -hmm. I drive up on the sidewalk, and I'm passing out food to this guy. And he's going, he's got food. And there's this lady screaming and yelling and cussing and flipping everybody off and you know, when I hear the word fuck, mm-hmm. excuse me. Oh, no, fuck. yeah. No, when I hear the word fuck, I want to know what's behind it. Yeah. There you should know? be a reason if why I'm on Facebook, it, yeah. If I'm on Facebook and I see the word fuck, 
I don't get deterred from it. I don't get offended by it. I want to know why this person is feeling the way they are. And so she walks up to me and she says, I'm fucking bleeding on myself. And no man, no man alive knows the feeling of what that must be like. But I at that right there at that moment, I said, God, you got to help me do this. And within probably about a week and a half, I had over 324 tampons wow. in, my, in my because somebody because yeah, somebody saw somebody heard my story and said, I can help you with I they went on Amazon. Yeah. They went on Amazon. They sent the stuff to my house right now. Right. We're coming up to winter right now. I need hand warmers. Hand warmers. Hand, hand, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jackets, you know, those things, jackets, jackets, hoodies, whatever it is. We, um, I told my wife, uh, this lady asked me about a shed. She says, could you use another shed? And I'm going, Oh man, I, I could put one up in this. And my, so I asked my wife, cause I always tell my wife, <laughs> I tell my wife every day, I say, honey, every day I literally say this. I don't know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's so, it's so incredible. And so I said, honey, what about a shed? And she goes, no. And she says, well, Maybe on the other side of the house. So I'm thinking. So I, so in the I, living room. So in I, the living room. Right. So I called so call this lady up and I said, you know what? If you know somebody that's got a shed or who wants to donate a shed, a 20 or 30 foot shed, I'll put sleeping bags, tents, backpacks, everything that ain't going to spoil. I'm going to put him in that thing. And, you know, and one thing that I've learned from Harrison and I've learned from other people is quit asking for small stuff. There you go. Start asking big mm-hmm. because right now I'm hoping that maybe there's a dealership that will donate a van to us. Okay. <laughs> then, when okay, I'm, okay. then no matter where I am, then no matter where I am, well, I can meet a need somewhere. It, it's very reminiscent of uh, one of our previous guests, David Thompson, who works for uh, Food is Free. Cool. And he, when we first met him, it was at the McKinley Street Fair. Yeah. And we're, he just he had a pop-up tent, and it was literally – he just started the, his, yeah. his little – Community garden, garden in his in right, his front yeah. in his front yard, and it just turned massive. And now it is huge. And he's reached <laughs> out to the community because he's needed more and more things. Right. He needed a truck. He needed a forklift. Right. He needed to get his truck fixed. <laughs> but the community has come through yeah, with a lot right. of those things yeah. because what something and it might be just somebody who has like, okay, well, we're a business. We got a new piece of equipment. We this one is maybe not fulfilling our needs anymore, but still functions. Right. So if you just throw it out there, and that's the beauty of social media. Like we were talking about how crappy it can be sometimes. Yeah. But when it comes yeah. down to it, um, a lot of the times it can reach out. I mean, if you can avoid reading the comments on anything, it's probably right. the best. But when you are looking for that sort of community outreach right. and just being able to hit um, all of those different aspects, like social media can actually be a boon instead yeah. of a hindrance. Well, that's why I stay on. That's why I stay on. Everybody tell I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted oh, to it. I think we all I spend, are, yeah. I spend half my day scrolling and typing because I write the good, bad, and the ugly. Because I know that there's somebody out there that's struggling just like me. But the thing is, there's this, I'll, I'll give it a plug, um, homeless, helping the homeless in Tacoma. Okay. Um, I'll go on that. I'll just purposely go on that to see who I can help. So when you're feeling like you want to help somebody, you want to pretend you're Jesus or you want to be Jesus, you want to be his hands and feet, mm-hmm. go on there and say, hey, I want to, I'm going to look for somebody. Oh, he needs gas or he needs a sleeping bag or he needs a jump. Some guy okay. got a hold of me at 1230 the other night saying, I need a, I need a jump. Well, I'm sorry. I can't drive all the way over to South Hill to give you a jump, but I have jumped people. 
Um, I push cars to get them started. Yeah. I've, I've never seen this website. So is it a place it's, that it's people just like can help, go? Helping homeless in Tacoma. Okay. And it's and it, every now and then you see somebody on there. Um, you so know, they can post something. Yeah, they can like post I need something this. On, I need twenty dollars. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I got a, I got cool. a, I got an app on my phone where I can get some money, so you can give me like five bucks. Um, Harrison told me that they keep a wallet full of twenties. Yeah. You know, and um, I give money. People say don't give money. You know, I look at the person. I have to judge their character. I say, hey, yeah. man, I'm going to trust you with this. Because, you know, when you hand your kid a, a present on Christmas, it's up to him now. Whether yeah. he decides to either play with it or break it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I, I I, relinquish my responsibility once it hits your hand. Um, a lot of people don't feel that way. And that's cool. I get that because I don't want to give my money to a guy that's going to go stick a needle in his arm. It's but situational. It I, I really I believe when you're in a in a place where you're um because I, I I'm in downtown Seattle a lot and mm-hmm. and there's a couple of places where um you see the same people yeah. every day asking yeah. for food mm-hmm. and when you offer them food they get mad at you yeah. right oh, because money. you know they want money. These right. guys were all in the car the other day yeah. when we did this thing and um. Somebody tell him what this guy said because I don't want to say it. <laughs> no, say it. Oh, you said, say it. No, he right said. Now. He said, "Fuck you." <laughs> I got a did. job, and right. so Harrison. Oh, oh, so, oh. so Harrison. Harrison said, "Let's play. Let's pray for his job because." <laughs> yeah. But he was angry that we have even, even assumed. But he was where the homeless are, Uh-oh. and he looked oh, homeless. He did. Okay, he looked homeless. Yeah. His yeah. van. Well, well, my bad. <laughs> well, and I've been and literally I've uh, like this has happened to me downtown Seattle. I was walking home from a movie and or <laughs> walking to my car. No, like, but this. I was. I mean, I mean, like I, I'm li- a little disheveled right now. <laughs> oh. Like I haven't cut my hair, my beard in a little while. And I was I had a hoodie up and it was up and I was walking down the street and the guy literally asked me and I, th- I think it was another person who was homeless. He's like, hey, are you homeless? And I was like, no. And I was like looking at myself and I was like, OK, I kind of I kind of pull off that vibe, <laughs> unfortunately, or fortunately. But yeah, and it's that same thing. And the same, I, I didn't take offense to it, but I can understand why people would. But you literally don't know. But, we had another. But yeah, you don't. Yeah, we, we had the other lady on who was talking about homeless teens. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, she yeah. was saying that she she was helping a homeless teen that was um, she was traveling all the way across town mm-hmm. just to make the the basketball team every yeah. day. And she's like, I don't know how she did and it. Doing right? everything wow. she could she's to like, make sure know. no one could yeah. see. Yeah. No yeah. one could tell. Or have that, that perspective or yeah. perception of right. it. Well, you know what's really crazy? This is the one that gets me. As um, I talked to a guy one day and he says, uh, yeah, I tried giving this guy a, uh, a burger and he wouldn't take it. And he was angry because the guy didn't want a burger. I don't want your food like, you out of your hand, hey, right? You know, right. he just didn't want the burger. He Maybe. might not add the teeth to you. Whatever. Yeah. Either. But whatever it wow, was, yeah, is, this, is it, you got angry because he wouldn't accept your gift. Right. And it's like, let it go. Right. Let it go. You don't know. Like I said, we, when we first started out, we don't know what that other guy is going through right now. Right. And so when we approach somebody, it's it's respect and dignity and honor that you're a human being and that we care and that there's some hope for you. And whether it's whether it's Jesus or whether it's Allah or whoever it is, we're going to honor you today and make you feel like you're a human being. Yeah. And that goes much farther than that guy wouldn't take my hamburger. Right, and I think that goes even beyond more. I mean, uh, obviously, you um, you believe in one thing, but the fact right. that it's it's uh, uh, it's non judgmental. Right. The fact that you're out there trying to help the people, however, which way you want to do it, and it's like it's the same thing. It's like in terms of like, hey, if you see like anybody saying it's, uh, I'm not religious, but if you could just think about me, and even your hat, it just it says it without judgment. It's just yeah. hope without judgment. Hope without judgment. It, 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 it that's the biggest part about it. It's like yeah. I, it's like I. I 
I, not to be, not to be, I'll just, to be blunt, I don't care what you believe. As long as you're compassionate towards people, right. I, I'm more than okay with yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I was going to, you mentioned earlier about the tiny homes. Yeah. And uh, a lady in my church volunteered me to work because I'm a Finnish carpenter. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So I went to the one on 6th Avenue then when they were building it. Mm-hmm. Great, great idea. The thing really works. It's awesome. And it was fun to work on it. And it was probably my some of my best best blessed weekends i really enjoyed helping out there awesome and uh and so the tiny home people take people kind of they they you know no strings attached they'll take you you know mm-hmm. kind of thing and uh, it reminded me one time i went out with rodney and uh, people were lining up around the back of the truck to, mm-hmm. to get the bags of food and you know i was it was going pretty good and i was i was doing okay but i kind of lost it when there were two little girls that were like 12 years old on the street Oh, no, this is not good. This is not yeah. good. And Rodney's praying for him and he's trying to help him. And he's trying to, he's, you know, he knows the resources to say, well, have you tried going here? You know, these people will help you, you know. And uh, so it, it's, uh, it's, it's encouraging sometimes and sometimes it'll just break your heart to see. Well, really you know, oh, God, yeah. you know, because the 12 year olds. Yeah. Ahead, go ahead. yeah just, I remember hard. one of the first times I ever went out with Rodney that, um, it really broke my heart. My sister was pregnant at the time with my niece and we went out here and we're on union and by the target and, um, and the coffee shop. And there's this young girl and she had to be 22, 23 and she's pregnant Mm. and she's homeless and we helped her the best we could, but I just can't imagine having a child out there and bringing it out into the world when you have nothing. Yeah. Well, and, and at 21, just, 22, you're still a baby. You're right? a baby. You're, you're a yeah. child. You haven't even Babies really lived babies, life. Yeah. And to be that young and to, to see her just, you know, hand, you know, hand out because that's all she has. That's, yeah. that's all she can do. And, you know, it, it does break your heart and it does, this is not easy. You don't go out there and you don't see these people and not be affected by it mm-hmm. and see it. But you, you, you try your best just to give them, just the smallest amount of hope and to remind them that they are still human, even though that they are stuck out there on the street. So, <laughs> so you're talking about a coin. Yeah. There's no whispering with microphones. I knew that I was just testing you guys. You know. well, there's this, there's this, there's I knew this, that there's a story in this one really cool black book that I read and it's about the lost coin. Mm-hmm. It's about this lady. She has, Evidently, she has this coin and she drops it and the coin never was, the coin was lost. It was out of circulation, but when she found it, it still had its value. Mm-hmm. But actually what is my life is like that. When I, when I was dropped into this world, I was dropped in between the cracks and I became a statistic of society, mm-hmm. but some, but somehow in this whole thing, something found me and now, and my value hadn't changed from the time that I was born to the time that I am now. In fact, now I'm actually more valuable because it's like gold keeps going up. It's like, (laughs) just think of all the experience. If if you can take all your experiences (laughs) in life that you've struggled with, and then all of a sudden use it for your good. And that's another story in the good old book is that if he takes what was bad and makes it for your good. Mm -hmm. And so I take my horrible life, my life of abuse and my life of this and that and everything else. And I bring it out to the streets and I know what it's like. And so when I hug you, 
it's a real hug. It's not one of these yeah. superficial, you know, pat on the back and say, see you later. No, I go home and Sarah's right. It's emotional. I go home and I smile and I thank God. And then there are days that I just, I cry. Mm-hmm. I literally, the other day I was thinking about this. I was sitting on my couch and I, I was thinking that, that Moses said to, said to Pharaoh, he says, let my people go. And I heard this voice that says, Rodney, lift my people up. Yeah, and yeah. so that's what I'm trying to do. And so, and we talked about this in the car today. My whole expectation of maybe this is that maybe we can change one person's heart, yeah. one person's mind to how we treat the, look at the homeless because they are human. I get, you're an, you're an enabler all the time. Mm. And you know what? If it was you, I'd still be there. Amen. And it's, and that's, I, you to stress it even more on that, it's like when you're showing you're showing people that they're still human when you're I mean, with everybody, we're trying to put people into these car um, compartmentalized yeah. boxes. And it's just like you are this thing. It's like, no, I am experiencing this thing right, at this right, time. Right. And you are a therapist and it's <laughs> and just no buzzwords. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry about that. Uh, but it's, it's that, oh, it's that same moment where it's like, and even on when you guys are doing this, it's like you're showing compassion and everyone's been able to help you. Mm-hmm. And even in, even in dealing with um, having, having religion being a part of it, you guys aren't coming off to me as being like, we're here to save you. No. No. And that's the biggest thing about it. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of is that, oh, you're here to change me. You're mm. here to save me. No. And it's not about that. And at yeah. this point, it's it's another it's another aspect of trying to um, attack the problem of homelessness. Right. Not attack the people, yeah. but dealing with this issue that, I mean, we don't have the answers. Yeah. And I think just trying to figure that sort of thing out in any sort of aspect and doing it in Tacoma, right. we're dealing with the issue here right. and trying to deal with that right I, now. I think that's perfect. And that's just, you know, it's just, um, we can't change anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people, I can't, I can't make you do anything you want. I couldn't even do it for myself. I couldn't change me. Something outside of me came into me. And whether it's whether it's God or whether it's meditation, whether it's a banana, something banana. In, something I know right. <laughs> something came. Something happened to me almost seven years ago that I cannot explain. And we're talking about that little box. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that for probably about a week. We're trying to put everything in tiny, a little tiny box so we can control it, so we can analyze it. And that's the thing. Everyone wants to control something. Yeah. And I'm going to like, like uh, it's kind of a weird thing, but I'm very, it's, it's the, the, uh, the nihilistic aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is chaos is. and you can try to control the chaos or, I mean, even my wife is amazing with this. It's, <laughs> It's uh, in terms of just like uh, it's not it's it, it's it's not a it's not a thing you control. It's what you go with it. It's it's a river. You're trying yeah. to go with the flow and try not to get sucked down by everything. Yeah. It's not easy. No, and life is not easy in any aspect. And if yeah. anybody has a succinct answer to anything, right. they are wrong. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it right there. They are absolutely <laughs> wrong because everything is different. Right. And every aspect and everything has changed. And I have to work with that. Right. Like, I have to deal with that yeah. stuff because I'm like, I got the answer here. And then, well, my wife will just say, well, you're wrong. And I'm like, 
Okay, yes, I understand that I'm always wrong, but yeah. you know, leave me alone. Well, well that it, therapy's you know, really paying off the, for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is it rains on everybody. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, when when we're all out there, when it's when life is raining, the good guys get it, the bad guys get it, everybody in between gets it, and it's like so we need to look at each other like we're human beings instead of saying, "Oh, it rained on you today, poop on you." Yeah. You know? um, and I'm going through really good times, so screw you. You know, um, I take what people give me. I take the gifts that people give me, whether they're financial, whether they're um, uh, in-kind donations like the beef jerky. I take it all and I give it back. Mm -hmm. And I give it back because I know, just like yesterday, I drove out and there's a a, um, collective soul has a song called Shine. Yep. And it says when the heavens, when heaven shines down on me, I couldn't help but feel that heaven was shining down on me after. And we're talking about the beef jerky because I said, hey, man, you need a bag of food? And he goes, no. I said, how about some socks? Oh, I can use some socks. So he comes over and says, you sure you don't want the bag of food? And he goes, do you got any meat? And I'm going. Bingo. Done. I got two bags of beef jerky in every bag. And he goes, oh, man, I am so grateful for this because I'm eating breakfast crap all day. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's just like, I mean, you, people don't understand, but it, like, like that's protein. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. beef is protein, yeah. and it's like one of the essential things yeah. a person yeah. needs. Yeah. And a lot of the times... Like, I know the, the empty calories. I've been poor enough to where it's like, how are you getting your calories? Well, I'm eating a hostess fucking fruit pie. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's 500 calories, yeah, yeah. but it's also 500 calories of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you yeah. can get um, just it's like... It's only at 99 cents, that's, so, right? Exactly. That's and key, that's the right? thing is because junk food is so cheap and it's yeah. the most accessible thing. And that's why poor people have such bad health. Right? Oh, yeah. So, so let me just jump in again. Mm-hmm. Sidewalk Rescue and Rodney makes it a point to try to give quality. In other words, those bags are full of stuff that are actually good for you, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, stuff that they can carry. So Sidewalk Rescue's one of their heart motives of Sidewalk Rescue is to help people with practical help, practical answers. Absolutely. And I mean, even just looking at that sort of thing in terms of like, that's why I love so much like the food is free movement. I'll bring them up again because they have just the roadside and David is very, very into keeping it on the level. So they don't have perishables at their very specific places because they want to make sure that it is good fruits and vegetables that people can use. And it's not going to be something that's, you know, bad milk or any of the dairy that can go bad. Yeah. But we've also in the past we've had on, um, I, I, I'm not sure if they're still doing it or not, but uh, it was Feed 253. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, we've had them on. Um, I, I want the Peace Bus. Those yeah, guys would yeah, give yeah, out things. I'd love to meet Peace Bus, guys. I'd really love to meet those guys. They're, oh, I, we'll put yeah. you in contact. We've really had Quabby on. Yeah, 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 we have yeah. had Quabby on. And that's yeah. one of the things that I've loved about just what I've been able to do here. And it's yeah, make the connection. I, I love Tacoma. And I, I grew up in Tacoma in a university place, moved all around here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it was one of those things where I've seen it. I've lived on Yakima. I've lived down off of G Street and K yeah. Street on 38th. Yeah. And I've seen all the different aspects. I mean, I lived uh, in Fife, in, like, literally yeah. in one of the old cabbage farms on a shack, yeah. like yeah. when I was very young. So like, I've experienced <laughs> oh, the high end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, fancy if, if you lived on thirty eighth and yeah. you know where the theater was that was yeah. on that mm-hmm. I worked there. Okay, yeah. I worked wow, there. I got, wow. I got I got fired from McDonald's and the next day I was working in a porno joint. <laughs> and so no, I, but no, you that know makes sense. But that's a good job <laughs> reference. And then I got fired. And then I got oh. fired. I'm like, but it took two years to get me fired, but 
but the thing was, <laughs> as then I went, then I went to the Goodwill as a as a custodial training supervisor, okay. and and during that I learned to be I was going to drill sergeant school in the reserves, but I I learned how to treat people on a more humane level, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to, because they were disabled, you'd have to teach a guy how to sweep the floor backwards just to get him to sweep the floor. And so you had to learn to communicate with people. And that's my whole thing is I'm a communicator. I talk and I talk. I do listen just a little, but I talk <laughs> because I believe that communication is how is until we learn how to communicate with one another. We're deaf. Yeah. We, you know, we're just deaf. We don't, we don't know anything. Um, I got a guy told me one time, I'm, don't call me. And I was like, well, where's the conversation? How, how do I know? Mm-hmm. How does, you know, so, but, um, well, and I mean, even like uh, with like what we've been doing for, gosh, with me with the Grit City podcast for what, three years and Scott and Brogan even doing it for much longer before that. Can you can get all those other episodes yeah, on the Patreon? Um, but um, it was name before Which Scott one? Brogan. Scott and Brogan. Scott yeah. and Brogan. I'm yeah, yeah. Brogan, Brogan is our, Brogan's our buddy okay. who uh, unfortunately is not here because right. he's uh, running the, the bottle shop out in uh, right. Covington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, but like just being able to do that, it's like I've always... I didn't know. I mean, I lived here. I grew up here, but I didn't really experience a lot of Tacoma. Grew up in the 80s and the 90s where you definitely did not go to Wright Park. Right. Um, you stood. You stayed away from Hilltop. And I mean, growing up in university place, quote unquote mm-hmm. fancy. Um, but yeah, you were. <laughs> I was not like it was a military family. And we grew up there well before uh, the established norm with that. But at the same point in time, it was coming back into this to experience all that to see all the different aspects to see what people are doing here and that's why we do this right i was gonna say or, or you mentioned Wright park mm-hmm. and one time i went out with rodney and we went to Wright park and he says follow me i know where they're hiding so we we hide he knows where the, how'd you know where they were behind this bush he said, I used to hide here. Oh, oh, okay. You know, and so, you know, he said, the Pied Piper again. He'd say to these people that were kind of hiding out behind these buildings, hey, come on with me. Come on over to my truck. I can feed you. And so, like, you know, the Pied Piper, these people follow behind, awesome. get to the back of the truck and give them practical help. And, uh, you know, it's really cool to see. It's it's kind of amazing because at first you don't think it's, hey, this can't happen. He's, these people are going to follow him? They follow him, well, and because yeah. they they got that they got that sense that he he cares. Well, you know, you know the thing that amazes me, and I told Harrison the other day is that you know I don't bring it, I don't bring religion, I bring a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can have a relationship with anybody. You can have a relationship with a dog or anybody. But when I when I say, hey, can we pray? Bam, the heads mm-hmm. give this 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 awe to God for just a moment. And I was walked, I, you know, the other day I just said, Hey, can we pray? There's a person over here, person over here. And it's just like, Hey, bless us because you know, we need it. Yeah. We need something. Yeah. And the, the, most of the people that we do see are like, it's like bow. And the other day I met this guy, he says, well, I was just praying to Allah. And I said, well, you know, okay, here's a bag of food. So I figured at the end of the day, Jesus gave all a bag of food. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just like, again, it is um, sidewalkrescue.com where people can get all of the information about that. What do you want to say, Sarah? Oh, I just want to say that like one of the things that inspires me most about Rodney is and when you get out there and you're with him mm-hmm. and you see, you know, Harrison has, has spoke on it that it's like the Pied Piper, but it is a certain sort of way he 
reaches to the people out here on the streets and it is awe-inspiring and you you watch him talk to these um to these individuals and the way he treats them and the way he loves on them and the but the way he talks to them it's like he reaches into something that i know i can't reach into you know for my background that he knows and it's like a, a, a type of comfortable feeling that he gets when he's around it's like his it's almost in a way i hate to say it that way but it's like his flock of people that he he goes towards and the way he is around them and the way he inspires them and the way he loves on them. It's that familiarity, mm-hmm. but also being able to say, I know where you've been because yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And again, it's going back to that, that, that savior complex that some people are afraid. Right. Of. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, you're swooping in to save yeah, me no, and then you're going to no. move on. It's like, no, we're here. No, we're me. here to help you yeah. and give you love yeah. and to uh, let you know that we understand and we're not just here to yeah. just to give you a pat on the head yeah. and move on. Well, it's just, you know, just comes right down to it you know when when jesus is talking to these guys he says love your neighbor mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to do we're just trying to love people for who they are where they're at and where they're going in life because i don't know where timmy and Chan- Chantel are going to be in the next week or the next month or the next year but maybe just this moment we're out there to do that we're out there to make a moment to change somebody's atmosphere for just five minutes and say, Hey, we love you. We care about you. And here's this. And if I can bring your spirits up for just that moment, maybe I can change your life. Not me, but they can change their life through our message. This experience can literally, and it's like, people will say that it's like the the one experience. And you even mentioned it. Like there's that one point in time that you were able to uh, even go back and reflect on because that was uh, a turning point, right. a pivotal moment. Oh, you used it. Pivot. Uh, well, I, said, <laughs> I said pivotal. I added the all there. <laughs> We're not here yeah. just using all the buzzwords yeah. now, but yeah. it's that same point where it was just like, it's that key moment yeah. that, yeah, even if you just look back on it, somebody will have that memory. It's like, I remember when somebody did something. Not everybody here is out yeah. to do something negative. Right. And there is positivity out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, we mentioned earlier a lady named Christine, and that was that was the thing in her, her email to Rodney that just, just touched your heart. She said, when, when, when I was in the world and I was cold and I was wet and I was hungry, you came and reached out. And so I knew some, there was kindness in the world somewhere. And it was because she she got touched by Rodney or sidewalk rescue. And it's and it, and it's not like I mean when we're talking about this, it's an overwhelming issue. Like it's happening yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So no matter where you're listening to us, I know that there is um, you're experiencing or at least visually you're seeing it out there in yeah. your neighborhoods and your communities. This is this yeah. is our neighborhood, Tacoma. Yes. And yeah. this is where we can make well, a difference. Exactly. So that's why we're trying. And so when you're feeling overwhelmed and it's like, oh what can I do to help? It's like those small things well, they go a little they go a ways. Well there's this there's this I keep going back to this one book. There's a story that says that when you've done it unto the one of the least of these. It didn't say you had to change the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe just one of your actions, just a little action might just change one person's life help one person. or help yeah. one person along the way in their journey. And so that's all we are. We're just a, we're just a little light of hope in their journey of life. And oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have another Christine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. we'll have another Tim and, and, Chantel, yeah. yep. maybe we'll have another Shauna, you know, and like I say, every now and then I get shown a little bit of what we're doing. 
that comes back and it keeps me going. It's kind of like that carrot in front of the donkey. Yes. yes. Right. And, and at the end of the day, I feel like a piece of trash half the time, you know, and because there's so little out there, we're so consumed with me that we forget about we, mm-hmm. and it's a community thing. It's, it's somebody said, it's the, you know, it's the community helping the community. And until we start bringing back some of that community, then we're going to be lost. We're, we, we go into our little houses, we cook around the fire, we sit in there and we watch the zombie TV and we believe everything that we're being shown. Mm-hmm. And really the world's, the world's waiting for us. Yeah. And so when I see these guys out there, I see the world reaching out and saying, hey, I'm over here and I'm going to get out of my truck if I got the opportunity and I'm going to share a bag of food, a pair of socks and some love. People, people can find that at SidewalkRescue.com. Um, before we do get out of here, Jeff, do we have any uh, coaster questions? Yes. What do we got out there, buddy? We got. Well, I think all these have been answered, though. But I'm going to okay. say I'm going to say um, I'm going to say them, and then we can we can maybe re- recap. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. So one of them is, oh, what's the items most needed, and why? Um, socks. Socks, socks is gold. Socks okay. Um, I had a pair of socks one day. Oh, I had a pair of socks one day. I didn't even know I had them. The lady said, what's in the bag? I said, okay, pull it out. And there's a pair of socks. And here comes Jason. I've met Jason several times. And when Jason walked, it was no more than a matter of seconds that this lady asked me and I discovered that I had a pair of socks. The the desperation on Jason's face was was incredible. It blew me away. And I knew something. And he says, do you have some socks? Hmm. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the light went on. And again, it was like that moment with the lady with the that was having her period. I said, I got to do this. And so I started reaching out to everybody and anybody. And, you know, I'll give a plug to Life Center. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, they supply two boxes of socks every two months to me, which is a lot. That's like um, 288 pairs of socks every month that we get. And they're brand new. And they're the best socks in town. Thank you, Costco. Um, no, because they, you know, because it says to give of the best fruits. It doesn't say go to the back of your drawer and pull out that holy pair of crap that you're not going to wear. I just remember, right? I remember like when it'd be the food drives at school and you're like, oh, in order to win the thing, we're going to give you all the garbanzo beans (laughs) and the crap. No, that's, but that's, but that's human. That's what human nature does. But see, when I go home, it's like, okay, we got, we talked about the, the backpacks. Um, I was talk. I gave a, uh, a sleeping bag, a brand new sleeping bag, and a brand new tent to a lady yesterday. And it's like bags of food. Here's some socks. What's she going to carry it in? So I get home and I'm going. So I call Harrison. And I'm like, talk, talk, we start talking about backpacks. I can't find any for a, a, a low price. So mm-hmm. I, I figured out the best sleep, the best backpack that I could get for the least amount of money. And so I said I'm going to get thirty of them. And so I got 30 of them and the sticker shock is incredible. But the thing is, is people yeah. don't give me money. People don't give me money to stick in the bank to make a profit off of. Right. They give me money to spend on the people. And yeah. so yeah. hopefully the people that do donate to us real and, and they do, they trust my decisions because I methodically go through everything with a fine tooth comb before I do anything. It's just like the beef jerky. It's just like the cup of noodles. As soon as I seen a need, I went and I said, okay, what can I do that's going to, fix this problem and then bang zoom we got socks we got beef jerky we got cup of noodle and um so yeah sleeping bags and sl- yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah next question all right this one uh, again i think we, we we may have hit on this one it says what is the most relatable 
story you heard from someone's homelessness. Oh, that's excellent, man. Um, I talked to a guy just the other day. We did a video, and the guy, when I first met him, he says, God hated, God hates me. And I said, um, I've been there. And we were all three on the road at this time. And um, his name is Mad Hatter or something like that, and that's what he calls himself. And so I said, um, he says, I'm, I, I'm trying to commit suicide. And I said, yeah, dude, I'm saying, dude, I struggle with that myself. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm saying. All this stuff is relatable to me because I'm – I struggle with suicide on a, on a weekly basis because I've been trying to do it ever since I was 13 because I was a piece of shit and nobody cared enough about me to put me in a nice home. Instead, I'm sitting here behind bars trying to strangle myself with a belt I made in home, in home ec class. And so I've been struggling with that as with my mental illness for my whole, you know, since I was 13, I'm 60, 61 years old now. You do not look 61, by the I, way. Well, thank you. You look fantastic. Oh, and it, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what yeah. I'm saying is. His makeup is, artist is. Is that somehow, somehow, it's just like I walk down the street and I say, hey, guys, what's going on? You know, blah, 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 blah. This guy says, you've been locked up. And I say, how do you know that? He says, I can just tell. Yeah. You know, there's, mm-hmm. it's just my life has whatever was broken, that lost coin, whatever was broken is now being used to reach out to people. And so I had that relatable moment. Greatest question. I had that relatable moment about suicide. I mean, that's the most critical decision that any of us can make. Mm -hmm. It's a, honestly, it's a, it's a temporary, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I deal with it every single week and I post about it and people are probably sick and tired of me. But you know, there's other people out there that are dealing with the same issues that we are. We just, we're just stuck behind our walls, and we don't talk to nobody anymore. Yeah, that's a good one. It's, I think it's a good way for us to uh, finish it yeah, up. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, seriously, uh, Rodney Harrison, Nancy, Sarah, thank you guys so thank- much for coming out here. Yeah, the website, awesome. no, the honor's mine. No, Sidewalkrescue.com. We're here just to put out the word. People can find all the contact information right there. The number is right on the website. Yeah. We're linking it in uh, just the notes of this episode. We've got it on our Discord. We've got a whole bunch of links that Jeff has put up there as well to all the things that we've mentioned, all the shout-outs and everything. We've right. got the links. So check that out on our Discord. You can find all of that at GritCityPodcast.com. And seriously, like... Again, thank you guys no, for thank you. coming thank you. on thank here. You. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time, stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. <laughs>